we had a collaboration with some Chinese com uh, Chinese uh, scientists. Here we have a vaccine. What is the problem? Get over it. Now, if we do a really great job on new vaccines, healthcare, reproductive health services, we could lower that by perhaps 10 or 15%. I hope that it can occur in a, a civil way. And I, 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 I mean civil in a special way, I, peaceful. The biggest question, in, maybe in economics and politics of the coming decade, will be what to do with all these useless people. I just see the need for such a dialogue, and I see the need for action. I see the need for a great reset. We are 1,119 days into 14 days to flatten the curve. Thank you for joining us today. I'm Johnny Emerson alongside Bruce Adams. Bruce, how are you today? Healthy and alive. Much cooler today than yesterday. It is uh, a lovely 50 degrees outside now. That is nice. That is nice for you. I'm I'm glad that uh, you cooled down. I'm glad you're not uh, in a sweltering. Uh, well, it was it was kind of like your own personal sauna yesterday and the day before, wasn't it? It it was. Yes, we we hit like 83 degrees in the house. Uh, that was not pleasant. No, I can't imagine that it would be. The good news is that uh, as of today, uh, apparently the, uh, the the German health minister just miraculously announced uh, uh, COVID's over. Um, why did we even go down that that road? It's like all of a sudden it's just well, sorry, um, everything's over with. They canceled the um, the mask mandate on public transport. I want to say it was like a couple of months ago. And then all of a sudden now, everything's just miraculously dropped. So everything is dropped everywhere. What uh, what brought that on? Like uh... I don't know. Well, well, there was something that happened in the state of uh, Bavaria a couple of days ago. So down around Munich area, right? They actually started a hotline for German citizens to in that state to call in to report any issues that they had after receiving a COVID vaccine or if they're still suffering adverse effects or anything like that. The line was so overwhelmed when it launched that it crashed. That would explain why right there. That would explain it. Yeah. So, well, hey, you know, uh, we're, we're making progress, aren't we? We're making progress. We're we're getting past the, uh, the pandemic. Now, I am sorry to inform you that uh, China has discovered 120 new sub-variants of COVID-19. Just when oh, you man. thought, yeah, just when you thought that you were past it, and just as they thought that they were past it, unfortunately, they're going to have to start re-implementing measures there. A hundred, Over 120 new sub-variants of COVID-19. You know, what is something like... 38 or something like it, it it seems like 38 was the number of, of times it would it would naturally mutate in a year i thought uh i could be misremembering but i thought um it maybe it was 38 if it was a virus that just happened to get out you know and it was just uh exposed to the populace but then as it's in the populace longer it it replicates faster or you know there's more variants faster because there's you know more more chances it exponentially increases 
and and the evolutionary process when it came out was actually five years ahead of what it actually should have been when it first was released. But the fact that they found that many new variants are they are they meaning just coronaviruses in general or specifically Probably, ones that are COVID nineteen? I don't know. They're, well, I, they say they say specifically COVID nineteen subvariants. That's what they say. So take that however you okay, want. Okay. Well then. COVID-19 is a subvariant of SARS and MERS, so, I mean... They're probably just looking for another excuse to do whatever it is they need to do and get whatever they need to get through uh, politically and, and blame something for something that they did, so they need a scapegoat of some kind, so why not blame the thing that no one can see and no one can hold accountable? So, anyhow, look, we spent the last day or so talking about this this Donald Trump indictment and quite frankly, I'm already sick of seeing it. I was sick of seeing it when it started, and I'm sick of seeing it today. And I really, really don't want to talk about it. I, I just don't. Because of the type of atmosphere that they're creating around this, as we showed yesterday, they're comparing Marjorie Taylor Greene's comparing him to Christ being arrested. Oh, God. And so this is now what we're going to have to put up with for um, a year. Did you say, Bruce? A almost a year? They're going to try and stretch this out for a year. Bragg was pushing for the trials to be in February, I believe. February. Okay, so um, February 2024. Yeah. Okay, so what that's going to do? That's, uh, excuse me. Um, yeah, 2020. Uh, he wants to, to start in January. Oh, uh, not completed. To, just to start. The, okay, not complete. He wants it to start in January, and the Iowa caucuses start in February the fifth. Okay, so 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 here here's what this is going to do if this is allowed to this circus is allowed to continue. So this will cause a few things. This will cause him to have a gag order put on him because of pending cases and investigations and discovery and litigation and all the rest of it. So you can't talk about this. You can't talk about the justice system on the campaign trail. Well, that's what everybody's pissed off about is the fact that there is none. Or the fact that we live in a banana republic, it might have something to do with it. The fact that no other criminal cabal who's known to be a criminal cabal within the administrations over the last 30 years has been held accountable for anything that they've done. But this one, the, the one guy that actually doesn't do anything, except for the COVID jab, I will say that he's on the hook for that. Not going to let that one go. But as far as everything else, he gets almost an A plus from me. Almost. As far as policy, I still don't like the guy, but this will put a gag order on him being on the campaign trail. That is to say, if there is a campaign trail, there probably won't be a campaign trail because if there is somebody that's under a current under current felony indictment, I don't think that you can be on the campaign trail. I don't think that there's any way for you to do that. So technically the way he's already announced before the felony indictment. He already announced before then. And then the felony indictment came after his, his announcement. Technically, you can't indict someone on a felony charge in the middle of this because it could be used against you uh, politically. Um, so honestly, when you, when you boil it down and look at the charges and everything he's going at, he's saying there's 34 charges of felony or felony charges. It's only one incident. And they're, they're trying to stretch it out over 34 felonies. No, this was this was the one case the, 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 as far as we know right now we can't we won't know this yet uh in fact i don't think we can know this until either next tuesday of next week i think 
is when we're allowed to know this. This will it'll be become public. Right now, the only thing we know about is the Stormy Daniels um, non-disclosure agreement. Totally legal. Again, it's legal to pay off. Hell, even if he he bluntly, like blatantly paid off uh, someone he had an affair with, it's still legal. Non-disclosure agreements are all over in the corporate world. Hell, you you even have that, and it just as a normal citizen, if you want to play video games before they're released, you have to sign an NDA. So it, this is all over our uh, society, if you will. This is not something that's illegal. What's being argued is he was using uh, business funds or something. He he uh, hid um, transactions or or a felony crime or something. He, he basically uh, misfiled. Uh, business records is what's being argued. And all of his detractors, all Trump's track, all everybody that's against him is all saying, uh, yeah, this case is going to get thrown out. There's nothing here. The, the, the feds couldn't even find anything on him that was worth going after. So no, no, this is, this is all just a political game. This is a Soros DA, the Soros funded DA that has been, uh, <laughs> He says he's, uh, you know, uh, doesn't want to normalize crime. That's what would happen if we let Trump go. It would normalize crime. Keep in mind, this uh, DA Bragg has been releasing criminals that have 100 to 120 different arrests on their record. Uh, felony uh, assault crimes, uh, felony robbery, you know, those kind of things. Uh, he's been letting them go. In fact, I think there was actually a rapist that was let out by him as well. And... Those those crimes, those people are above the law. But Trump, on the other hand, no, we can't let him be above the law. No one's above the law. This is this is all a political game. That's all this is. On top of that, yesterday, the court ordered the porn star to pay him one hundred and thirty thousand dollars in legal fees. But yet this case is based on the fact that he supposedly paid one hundred and thirty thousand in fees to her. So yeah. she was just ordered by um, the court to pay that amount. To him, and also like I, this is this is ridiculous. I, I can't believe we're even wasting airtime talking about this. Yeah. The, also, to your, uh, I, I forgot about this part when I was uh, uh, babbling there. The gag order. I'm not sure how this works exactly, but from my understanding, based on uh, some of the the lawyers I've listened to so far, technically the gag order would be on Trump's lawyer, not Trump himself. If this were to be a normal case. Uh, normal cases, the lawyer keeps their mouth shut and, uh, technically the one that's being prosecuted does as well. But in this case, he's literally on a campaign trail and they can't, um, okay. <laughs> uh, full disclosure, in my opinion, when you have the first amendment, uh, you can't put a gag order on anyone. Uh, that's kind of my argument in the first place when there's a first amendment, whether it's in the middle of an investigation or not. There is no clause in the Constitution that says you have the you have the freedom of speech except for when there's an investigation. No, it says you have the freedom of speech, period. But again, I'm a, I'm a freedom of speech absolutist. So just the idea of a gag order kind of, uh, you know, you, you, you kind of have to swallow down the, the, the vomit because that 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 is very distasteful in, in, in um, my mind. Honestly, I I don't have anything else that I really want to talk about on this case. Uh, do you Do you have any other thing you want to go with on it? I I'm honestly I'm I'm done with it already. I'm I'm angry. I'm very angry. The fact that um, we're even discussing this. Uh, uh, a slight fun note on this. 
Uh, this is from the Babylon Bee. Uh-huh. Uh, Democrats throw biggest ever fundraiser for Trump campaign. That is true. That that is true. I I can't I can't disagree with that. Whoever thought we would get to the point where you would have satire outlets that would be actually be reporting real stuff? That's what they're doing. Yeah. This is going to be a uh, a big boost for his campaign contributions. You know, if this guy has he was he fingerprinted? Do we know? He was supposed to be fingerprinted and mugshotted, but because you know I damn well that's going on a t-shirt. Supposedly there's already t-shirts out there, but I don't know if they're actually of his mugshot or if they're AI generated mugshots. I don't uh-huh. know yet. Well, um, there's all kinds of t-shirts out there, but yeah, I, I can see them selling a million t-shirts by tomorrow morning if they put the actual photo on it. The New York, New York Times posts, uh, this was yesterday, the former president is not likely to be photographed when he is booked on charges, officials say. Now, since when do they book somebody and not take a photo of them? Since when? This is what they say. They say they're not taking it because photos of him are widely available now. They're commonly uh-huh. available. Right. So they sure. don't need to take a photo of him for the mugshot. Right. They just, they're following the CNN line saying, uh, if we take a mugshot of him and we start carrying that, then that's going to make him more popular than what he already is. We can't have that. Uh, so Trump took his own. He he does have of course a he did. shirt out there. Of course there. he did. Of course and he it, did. It, it, he took his own mugshot photo. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? He'll still sell a million t-shirts of that on it for twenty nine ninety five. This this will this kind of a t-shirt will be bought by both Democrats and Republicans. Yeah. That that's what's funny about this. Yeah. Both sides will buy the shirt. <laughs> so both will, yeah. You're right. Okay, uh, let's let's move on. Let's move on from that, uh, but not too far from it. You were talking in prep about Twitter having a uh, a label of U.S. state affiliated media on NPR. Um, they are. Yeah, he's doing <laughs> that to everybody. Yeah, like well, NPR specifically. This is how it started. They are U.S. state affiliated media. I think it's more than seventy percent of their budget actually comes from government money. Where do you think they get it? They get it from the taxpayer. So they do carry those agendas, shall we say? I can go on for probably an hour in a rant about how awful National Public Radio is in America and the messages that they carry, the Marxist agenda that they have promoted for decades. Since its, since its inception, they have been keying on that, twisting and molding and, and pushing their ideology of destruction on American culture, on American values, on American institutions. And we're not going to consider this U.S. state-affiliated uh, state media until now? It was U.S. state-affiliated media a long time ago. Actually, I would, I would go a step further than that. I would say, you know what? It's actually not U.S. state-affiliated media because they're promoting an anti-American agenda. So they're not technically for America. They want to destroy it. So they're not technically U.S. state-affiliated, are they? I, I would say, you know, regime-affiliated, but not, uh, yeah, the current regime or, you know, democratic regime, but yeah. And if you start following this is back... A, this is a quote. Yeah, go on, go on. Uh, labels on government accounts provide additional context for accounts heavily engaged in geopolitics and diplomacy. That's the official uh, stance, if you will, of Twitter as to why they're labeling uh, government uh, or, or excuse me, state affiliated media. It's so you for that. That is a corporate way of saying this is this is um, propaganda. It is. Uh, Bruce, if you start looking 
into where a lot of these talking points and a lot of these agendas and a lot of these uh, programs that they promote on NPR, if you're to start looking as to where all of that stems from, where a lot of their staff and a lot of their producers and a lot of their uh, executives and things, if you're to start looking as to where they attend most of their meetings, if you had to guess, where would you think that they would be? Well, I mean, you would you would assume, you know, they're attending meetings like in a, uh, you know, not affiliated with any kind of bad actors or. Uh-huh. Well, you're right. Um, you're right. Yeah. In fact, so, in fact, this group claims that they don't have any political agenda whatsoever. It's called the Institute for Policy Studies is where a lot of it stems back to. Mm, sounds like a great and American institution. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Great and American institution. All right. But yeah, that's mm. where uh, that's where a lot of their people uh, attend. And that's where a lot of their agendas come from is that that think tank is the Institute for Policy Studies. Again, it, it all seems to come back to this place. And it like this isn't the only place, but this is like the the nexus of the uh, the swamp hub, if you will, is what that is. Honestly, I commend Musk uh, and Twitter for labeling this doing this if anything if for any other reason then it's just fun it's just another reason to sit back and enjoy some popcorn kind of like the doge thing what he did with doge I mean, like Doge went doge up like 25 percent yeah. a day because he did that okay cash app what is it uh basically it's a uh something kind of like paypal or venmo or you know these others you can uh use it to to uh do personal interactions i believe you know pay individuals digitally or you like know, the qr code uh, thing. yeah yeah kind of like qr code thing or uh buy stuff i believe you can do online purchases and that kind of stuff through the app as okay. well so All right. if if, uh, if they accept mm-hmm. that form obviously yeah. the uh the creator was stabbed to death in san francisco now was this uh do we know motive yet because it's I San Francisco, and yeah, my, San Francisco. my assumption is, is it's probably some just a crazy drug-addled... Yeah. 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 Um, I don't know. As far, I don't think they're saying anything as far as motive yet. Uh, tech exec Bob Lee, who created the mobile payment service Cash App, has been stabbed to death in San Francisco, California, Tuesday morning. He was 43 years old. Uh, he formerly served as the chief technology officer of Square and was attacked in the city's downtown Rincon Hill neighborhood at around 2.35 a.m. That's according to the New York Post. Where? What was square? While you're looking that up, this is a bit strange to me. Does anything about this seem off to you? Now, mind you, again, this is San Francisco. 2.30 in the morning, okay. I mean, I, I can I can kind of go with that. I can see that. But Bruce, look at this neighborhood. That, like, this is out in front of the building where he was stabbed. Does that look like a high crime area to you? Yes. Really? Because it's San Francisco. Well, it is San Francisco, but the average real estate price no, in this area is one and a half million dollars. Yeah. Okay. So, so for the listener's sake, I'm being facetious. This is a really nice, it looks like it's a well-maintained area. Uh, the buildings look nicer. The sidewalk even looks clean for San Francisco. So, uh, no, but it's San Francisco. So I fully expect yes. Yeah. yeah. Is Cash App anonymous? I don't think so. Uh, but let me see. Cash App. The only reason I'm I'm asking so many questions about Cash App is because it's not available where I live. So I don't really know that much about it. I've heard of it. I don't use it, so I'm not I'm not familiar. If I understand correctly, I remember a few yes, years ago. It is. 
It is anonymous. Okay. So we have an anonymous payment system. Now it's starting to make a little bit more sense. We have an anonymous payment system that you can use with regular currency, not cryptocurrency per se, but cryptocurrency is, as far as I understand, can be linked to it. And you can, how do I put it? You can earn free cryptocurrency within it. If I understand that correctly, that was said to me a few years ago. But again, it's not available where I live, so I don't know too much about it. But you create an anonymous payment system that takes no user data, and you're in the middle of a multi-million dollar real estate neighborhood, and you get stabbed at 2.30 in the morning, and there's no witnesses, and the police don't have any leads on a suspect. Something's wrong, in my opinion. Sounds a little suspect. Just a little bit. You're telling me, out in front of this. Now, Bruce, I could be mistaken, but this, in my humble opinion, just glancing at this, this photo here, he was stabbed out in front of this building. That right there is a I security a, camera. Yeah. I see a security that camera is, right there. Yeah. They don't that's, have any leads on a suspect. Cams. Uh-huh. They don't have any leads on a suspect. I don't buy that. Yeah. It just so happened the cameras were down that day. That could be, yeah. You know, it's it's terrible when those cameras just, you know, they don't work like they should. It's like the Paul Pelosi thing where the the cameras they just they weren't working and the Capitol Police they just well they weren't there that night of the uh, the night that the the dude broke in with the the hammer there. And law enforcement seemed to not know who Paul Pelosi was. No. No. Or Nancy Pelosi or even have their home on record as that is a Speaker of the House, you know, kind of an important person's. There was so many things there that I, I just say this is a load of BS. There's no way that. Well, maybe they are. Maybe they are literally that incompetent because they're government. Could be. It could very well be. Good news today. In the United States, if you're listening to us in America, there is good news today for the environment. The Department of Energy, one of Bruce's favorite government bureaucracies, has set themselves to ban the sale of incandescent light bulbs across America. You will now only be able to purchase LED light bulbs. I think most people buy LED nowadays anyway, just because they're more efficient and, you know, all I have that a whole bunch of stuff. Of I have a whole bunch of them. And the, the <laughs> yeah. reason I do is it is more directed light, but it does save a whole hell of a lot of money. It really does. Mm -hmm. All of these lights that I have going on right here, right now, these are all LED lights. I think you're running LEDs too. Yep. And all they take, LED. yeah, they take almost no energy to run these things. Almost none. If these were all incandescents, my goodness, not only would I be suffering from probably blindness, but uh, I would be... Um, I'd be looking at a hell of an energy bill on top of it. Well, they're they're not as bright as LED, uh, to be fair. Um, they run, uh, I, I think it's like a 60 watt. The equivalent of an LED 60 watt is four to six, I believe. So instead of a 60 watt bulb, it would be burning, we'll, we'll say about four to six, so we'll say five watts um, to produce the same amount of lumens. So... LED, way more efficient, and you don't have to climb up on a ladder or step stool to change out a bulb every, you know, month or two or year, whatever it is. Instead, you're doing it every 10 years, give or take. Yeah, that's true. That is true. They do last a, a long time. I don't think I've ever replaced one, to be fair. I mean, I started putting them in, uh, I want to say, five years ago, and I don't think I've ever replaced one now that you mention it. We've had to replace some at the, the home that we're living in, but that's because um, these are the old, uh, these are the bulbs that, so the new LED bulbs have, 
the new LED bulbs have a circuit in there that keeps, um, so used to you have to get a light switch that had a circuit in there that kept the bulb from flickering, right? Uh, nowadays, they have that built into the bulb itself. Well, the old bulbs that we had in this place didn't have neither the switch nor the circuit in the bulb, so they, they flickered um, as they aged. And they didn't go actually go out. It's just it flickered and it, it it's just very annoying, very annoying to, to have the flickering. So anyway, we we've replaced a lot of them. And uh, the, those bulbs are probably they're probably closing in on like seven or eight years old. Um, not really sure. Uh, but yeah, so we've we've had to replace them, but way, way more efficient. In fact, one of the uh, one of the lights I'm using now that's probably a good eight years old now, I think, uh, somewhere in that vicinity. And it's, yeah, it's been great. You know, it's just a little desk lamp. But all that to say, you should be allowed to make the choice of buying LED or incandescent. It should not be the government saying you have to uh, only buy LED. No, no, no. The, the government should never be in the business of telling you what you can and can't do or can and can't buy. Uh, the only the only time they tell you you can't do something is when it's like murder or theft or violating someone's constitutional rights. Those are the only times the government should speak up and say you can't do that. Um, this, however, uh, this should be allowed. Uh, we should be allowed to make those decisions. I know people that like incandescent bulbs more because the lighting is softer. It's not as harsh, not as, uh, you know, as you said, directed. So, so they don't really like the LEDs. But, you know, for for me, like I said. I made the decision for myself that the cost benefit analysis of using uh, LEDs to me is more than worth it. So, eh. no, I agree with you. I agree with you. The government shouldn't be telling you what appliance you should or shouldn't buy. We had the uh, uh, the same instance happen with um, uh, it wasn't the incandescent bulb. That, well, it was the didn't we get rid of the fluorescent lights? Have we have we done that now? Yeah, Those are gone. So, yeah. They're, they're, they're on the outs because fluorescent actually has a, it emits uh, the harsh UV lighting and the lining in there can become damaged and that UV light can get out and it can cause skin cancer. So we've kind oh, of um, well, that's great. actively that's, that's, gone away from that. Yeah, that's so, that's good yeah. news. Yeah, that's 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 great. Those are have been on the way out. They told us that we had to replace our plumbing in all of our houses in order to conform with the uh, the water saving standards in the US and that's that's been great. We had to change all of our appliances. We had to change our heating and cooling systems. Those had to be changed. And now because of the green new deal, you're going to have to change your entire house. Now see that's not good enough. You're just going to have to tear that thing down and you're going to have to rebuild it. Do you have any idea what that's going to cost? And they are going to pass that cost on to you. Slight correction. That that name has been changed from green new deal to what is it now? um Inflation Reduction Act. Oh, inflation. Yeah, that's right. That Well, yeah, Janet Yellen said so. Maybe it shouldn't be the government, as you say. I, I agree with you. It shouldn't be the government telling you what we should have to buy or what we shouldn't. In fact, with the um, uh, the Green New Deal, the climate change agenda, the Inflation Reduction Act, whatever you want to call it, wh whatever they pick for it, they'll change it again once you get onto that scheme. But with that, maybe it shouldn't be the government. Maybe it should just be a bank. Maybe a bank should just tell you, you know what? Um, you, you don't have any right to that. You, you don't have any right to that. Well, that, that, you don't have any right to that property. Well, that's exactly what the CEO of JP Morgan has done. Jamie Dimon. He has said that the government, he, now mind you, he's told, he said that the government needs to quote, seize private property 
to build wind and solar farms. They have truly lost their minds. I already have eminent domain, so it's not much of a stretch to say, well, this is a climate emergency. We we need to act. We we this is this is a uh, national security risk. So you know we're gonna have to go in and. Uh, you know what? If you refuse to uh, hand over your land, you're an eco-terrorist. And as such, we can confiscate, we can do with you whatever we want because the word terrorist is in there. And that's exactly what they plan on doing, is that right there. You know, you can get a lot of the, the governments around the West to carry this agenda. And let's be honest, we all know where this is coming from. This is all coming from China and Russia. Deindustrialize shut down your energy production. That makes us dependent on them. They're not going to be doing any of this. They're not going to be rely relying on electric cars. They're not going to be relying on wind and solar. You can get people to go along with this only so far. When it becomes real to someone, and I'm not talking about governments, I'm, you know, those people are buffoons. I'm talking about the average voter out there, the average citizen. You can get them to go along and champion this raw, raw green stuff all day long. But when it gets down to the point where they say, um, hang on a minute, this is suicidal, then they will start to change their tune a little bit. Not everybody. Not everybody, of course. Some people are that crazy and they are that suicidal. But when you talk to somebody who says, yeah, I'm for the um, green agenda, I'm for that reduction on the, the cost of the environment, and they might genuinely believe that until it gets down to the point where they say, well, it needs to be done this way. It needs to be done that way. And when you explain to them, no, you don't understand. It's not going to be done that way. That's what they tell you to get you to go along with it. They'll never do it that way. It's meant to shut you down and give you nothing. Then they start to change their mind just a little bit, especially now when you look at the people that were paying 12 cents for a kilowatt hour of power six months ago. Now they're paying 50 60, 75. How you liking that Green New Deal? Then I love this. I, I love this. I, I, I would love for somebody within the government to explain this to me. You have the option where I live. You have the option in this country, if they have it available to you, you have the option to be on renewable energy for your home. Or you have the option to be on nuclear power. That's your decision. They give you the choice. You can be on uh, nuclear with these companies, or you can be on the 100% renewable with these companies. There's a catch, though, and they don't tell you about this until after you're already in it. To be on renewable actually costs you more than to be on nuclear. Hang on a minute. Um, renewable. 100% renewable. As in, you don't need any natural resources or nuclear reactions to generate power to to create that power to deliver it to you. But yet that costs you more. Shouldn't it cost you nothing? Or at the very least, a small maintenance fee to pay the people to keep the infrastructure working. Something's wrong here. Something's very wrong here. That's where the price is, actually. The maintenance cost of those uh, facilities is a lot of the price. Yes. Um, they yes, they cost is. like four times the price to keep like a nuclear reactor running or even a coal, uh, you know, cold fire, uh, cold power plant. Yes. And that's the hidden cost that they don't tell you about. And on top of that, the solar panels, we can't recycle them as in we can't repurpose them. Once they've been exhausted, the photovoltaic cells, that's it. They're done. That material cannot be broken down again and reused. So what do we do with that? These windmills, 
you've gone over the cost of those windmills. By the time you actually break these things down to the point where you can repurpose them, the cost benefit analysis has has gone completely out the window. There's no point. It'll cost you two, three times as much than it does to produce a new one or to bury them in a landfill. That's not a viable option, environmentally speaking. These are the people that supposedly love the environment. That's not going to work. Electric cars. Let's think about that for a minute. Let's look at lithium. That's a limited supply. We currently don't have enough that we know that we have discovered on this planet to be able to satisfy our current demand let alone being able to replace any of this. Oh, and by the way, you can't recycle those either. You can't repurpose those either because all of those, well, they're, they're going to have to go in a landfill too. And then you have the key ingredient that you need in order to make that vehicle possible. It's called cobalt. Have you seen how they get cobalt? Have you seen where it comes from? It's appalling. Not to mention the lithium fields that they've got in places like Chile, and they're trying to do in India, and in places like China and Afghanistan and parts of Africa. It's an environmental blight. It's a disaster. Oh, but it's for the earth. You're saving the planet. In order to make a 1,000 pound lithium battery for a car, you need over 500,000 pounds of raw material. How is that environmentally friendly? That's not to mention all of the petrochemicals all the diesel, all the coal, all the steam power and the hydropower and everything that you need in order to refine all of these materials. How is this environmentally friendly to, to all the, the green people out there? How, how is this environmentally friendly? How, how is this beneficial? Not just from a cost standpoint, but for, I'm talking about financially, but how is this beneficial from a cost standpoint of the environment and human and ecological life? We're on the wrong road. And we've been put on the wrong road by certain ideals coming from places that will not adopt these policies. Yeah, I'm not for all of this. Uh, as we've stated many times before, um, this is all just a ploy for control. Again, removing your ability to own anything and you to be under the thumb of uh, some hedge fund or the government, if you will, uh, to a greater degree. Nah. We should be looking for other ways. Honestly, I'm okay with solar power, but look for other ways to uh, create it. Look for other ways to make or manufacture solar panels. You know, maybe there's other mediums. Maybe there's uh, ways we could use organic material to do the same thing. You know, photosynthesis. You know, there, there has to be other ways we can do this that are more efficient uh, then, or at least more environmentally friendly. And in that case, I would be for it. If it works and it lasts uh, a decent amount of time, and then you can sell that to the individual consumer and they can install that on their own home or what have you and help themselves uh, reduce their costs and make themselves more green, if you will. But going and, and saying we have to uh, take people's land to put windmills and, or, you know, the wind turbines and the, the solar panels. No, the, the amount of damage that's going to cause, uh, it, it changes weather patterns. It changes, uh, hell, all the birds that get killed by those things too, that nobody talks about. Um, the, the, the difference I've talked about this before, when you look at Doppler radar here in this state, there's a part of our state over to the West, which they had to account for. And they've, they've had to tweak their radar, uh, signals in that area or, you know, how they track things. Um, there's areas in the Western side of the state that shows up as 
having um, thunderstorms or at least, you know, rain clouds and all that kind of stuff moving through when there's not a cloud in the sky. And that's because Doppler is picking up um, those wind turbines and the shifting of the air that those wind turbines are causing. So uh, maybe we should look into the other damages this might be causing on a large scale like this. And let's use different designs of wind turbines and uh, shrink them down. There's actually some really efficient vertical ones. Um, instead of having the big massive blades on the damn things, um, instead do a vertical, almost like a corkscrew kind of shaped one that are smaller, much smaller, that the individual person, uh, you know, homeowner can put on their own property. Again, they can help themselves reduce their own costs and footprint and reduce the load uh, on our grid system uh, that uses coal. And, you know, we can become greener, but that requires, you know, some innovative engineering and whatnot. And unfortunately, they're not wanting to fund that. They're wanting to go after limited resources because supply and demand, after all. Do you know those windmills that we actually use, those turbines, they actually catch less than 3% of the wind that passes through them? Yeah, very, very inefficient. Uh, these vertical ones I was talking about are way more efficient and um, quieter, more durable. Uh, it, it, they're just all around better. But again, we're for some reason going with giant propeller blades. I I, I don't even, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't understand the, the logic other than this is all just a ploy. This is all basically it boiled down to, and this is, I don't have any proof to this, but this is the trend. There's someone uh, owned a business that was a family member to some politician or a good friend. Uh, they decided to do a business deal with them using government contracts, and then they enriched themselves, their families, those kind of things. You know, the, the typical scam that always happens with government. Yeah, I, I have a feeling that's what happened. Almost almost like that. Um, ah, what was that solar company that uh, that we uh, invested in heavily that Solyndra politicians like Baraka? Yeah, Solyndra. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then that went under. Hmm. It's almost something like that. There is another wind generator that actually works, but they will not use it. Uh, as in, they they know like like the governments and the, the the contract agencies and everything. They know about it. They know about its design, but they won't use it. Why? Because it works. This type right here to go along with uh, with what you're talking about. This is a turbine type thing. It looks like. Um, uh, it's almost like a, a jet engine, you know, the front of a jet engine. This yeah, will catch the, the nearly in the jet engine. Yes, this will catch nearly every bit of wind that passes through it. And this particular type will power your home. There's been some charities and whatnot that have made different wind turbines that are um, much more efficient than what uh, we're currently using. And they take them to like third world countries and whatnot and, and help them uh, provide energy for themselves. And they also do that with uh, water, uh, you know, hydroelectric. Similar design to that one you were just showing. They have one that's a... Um, the It's on its side, basically. And water flows down through it and spins the rotors uh, or spins the you know turbine if you will and uh spins it which i've talked about it before but then that spins the alternator and whatnot or the dynamo whatever whatever you want to call it uh that generates the electricity and it's also safe for fish that might go through it or any other aquatic creature because the blades are far enough spaced and the speeds that they spin at won't aren't enough to injure uh the animals 
it's the same thing with that one. The fa- as fast as it spins, there's no way that it would it would do any damage. And the the vibration on it, and this is a lot of people surmise that a lot of these offshore wind farms that we're building is causing the problems with the whales coming up and being beached. But because that's an ecological disaster, no one wants to talk about it because it doesn't fit with the political agenda. The whales, which use their sense of direction based on their own senses and the way that they travel in water, they're getting lost because of the vibrations that these things are putting off. And so they end up on shore and they die. But see, nobody wants to talk about that. Nobody wants to, to mention that, especially on the, uh, the ideological left, where they care so much about the environment. They care so much about the oceans. No, it doesn't fit. So they just ignore it. But this particular type, you could put these offshore. You could put them 100 miles offshore and there is no vibration to them whatsoever. So there are options, but any kind of real progress, any kind of real development is always shoved aside. It's always pushed aside. It's It doesn't fit with the peer-reviewed community that live in their little echo chambers of denial and, uh, and whatever fake reality they create for themselves. All right, uh, anything else you got today? Nah. No, just uh, just the whole Trump has more or less been uh, in the headlines. It's not really not really anything else to talk about. Just your normal, you know, government corruption, you know, that kind of stuff. Indeed. All right, my friend, we will go ahead and call this one done. I'd like to thank you for being here today. Thank you to all of the listeners. God bless everyone. Have a great evening, and we will see you tomorrow.